Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report for a brand new week. It's Monday. Sorry about that. Nothing I can do about that. But we're going to make your Monday a little bit better. I guarantee. I guarantee. Why? Because it's a gas leak show. That's why. <laughs> You're calling it already? Yeah, I can feel it. I can feel the vapors hitting me. I'm uh, I'm a little I'm a little goofy. And uh, Pence has had a hell of a weekend. Oh, he's still weekend. recovering from an awful weekend. Awful. So he's going to be. Either really funny or really morose, <laughs> which sometimes makes me laugh harder when he's cranky. So I'm I'm calling it now. Gas leak show right. for a Monday. We'll do our best. It is Monday, November 11th. We got a brand new show to help you kick off your week. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the aforementioned vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. A lot, of gu- a lot of fun. Speaking of Eddie Pence, yeah. we're going to be playing uh, one of our patented uh, Garmy game shows later oh, on. Oh, it's exciting. Eddie Pence will be playing for one of you members of the Garmy to win some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. So uh, hold on for that. That's coming up soon. we got your phone calls, of course, all the entertainment news, including who was the big winner at the box office this weekend regarding movies. But before we get to any of that... Mm. We have to celebrate the fact that uh, for the first time, I think this whole NFL season, neither the Vi- neither the Redskins nor the Eagles lost this weekend. That's right. Yeah. No losses. Redskins did not lose. Eagles did not celebrate this is the happiest i've been in a football season since the first game of the season in the first quarter when the redskins were up 17 nothing on the eagles you had that first half the whole first half was good that was the best part of the season up until this point yeah so uh, guaranteed no losses (laughs) but other than that eddie pence apparently not having a great week bad weekend I was uh, I was busy this weekend because uh the first lady of the ralph report carrie is out of town celebrating her birthday over the weekend she has a tradition where she gets together with her best friend, who happens to be a Brit who lives in England. Um, her best friend flies to Miami and then uh, treats my wife to uh, a flight and hotels and everything uh, there as well. Oh, I saw the picture she posted yesterday, drinking at 10 a.m. Yeah, that's how she rolls when she's in <laughs> Miami. She gets to go on a, a trip to Miami Beach gratis. That is the birthday present that this wonderful lady Jane provides to her every year. So... It, uh, she came to me this year and she said, you know, we got a lot going on stuff and everything. Maybe should I go? Shouldn't I go? I was like, go for God's sakes, go. If one of us can get out of the city <laughs> and enjoy their lives, and enjoy their lives, then it's worth it. So I was in, I was in full daddy duty all weekend long, Oof. a bit of a manic weekend, but also at the same time, a incredibly pleasurable weekend because I rarely get to be the guy who 
is in complete control of the kid at all times. You know, getting her ready for school at the end of last week and getting her to school and, and, and taking her out and doing shopping and meals together and everything. Full-time daddy duty, one of my favorite times. Did you guys do anything fun? Uh, well, she's, you know, it's crazy. Now at nine, she has her own social life. I know, I know. So Friday night... You're not the center of the world anymore. I thought I was going to spend Friday night with her. No, uh, she had girls' night. <laughs> with our mutual friend Gabby, oh Gabby, and yeah, yeah. Tina and Angie, oh my God, kidnapped my kid and <laughs> took, took those her, are bad influences. <laughs> took her out to Americana over there in Glendale, the big outdoor mall, and they had uh, they just ate nothing but sugar for dinner, and they just had a blast. And she rolled in around nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, crashing, crashing from the sugar, which was fine. I mean, she literally she said, "I'll I'll I'll be in. I'm gonna get in bed, Dad. Come in and say goodnight." I was like, "All right." I got in there. She was already out. <laughs> And then uh, Saturday, what the hell did we do Saturday? Um, uh, I can't remember what we did Saturday. Oh, must have been fun. Um, so she had some play date or something. No. Thing. And then I know yesterday she <laughs> had, her school had a fundraising boutique, a holiday boutique where they sell yeah. stuff and everything. So she, her, her, one of her best friend's mother was running that for our school. So she was over there running around all day. So literally, I mean, she had more of a social life than I did. <laughs> so both your ladies are out doing things and you're just yes, at home. And I'm the guy turning on the microphone, <laughs> paying the bills. That's what I do. But it was still, it was enormously fun. Much better than it oh, sounds like your weekend My weekend was. was gar- Speaking well, I, of paying bills. Oh, God. I told you Thursday, uh, I informed about Thursday, my, my Prius died. Yeah, off the air, Eddie said, oh, I got problems with the Prius. Prius just died. And this was just after I'd gotten my paycheck from my other gig. So that wipes out my paycheck. Right. And then I find out Saturday morning, uh, the fuel injector in my truck is dead. Oh, man. So I've lost both cars in 48 hours. So you have no transportation. I've no, I had to go rent a car. To, to pile onto the expense of the other two things happening. That is a nightmare. Awful. And, and for those who don't know Southern California, without wheels, you are, you might as well be legless. You can't do anything. You might as well be one of those guys uh, pushing themselves along on one of those carts selling pencils. Yeah. yeah, you get more done that way. <laughs> you get further than you would if you tried to use public transportation or walk here in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, and I, I'm all over the place doing things. And Tracy's a realtor, so she's got to drive around, show houses and stuff. So we're like, we don't know what to do. Oh, and so man. we're dealing with that. I'm driving her around, so I can't do things. And then yesterday, uh, I had to go down <laughs> I had to go down for another work related thing. I had to go to Kanye West Sunday service. Oh, who have you offended? <laughs> I don't know. How did you piss God I, off? I've pissed off the God I don't believe in so bad. See? That's that's probably why. You better wise well, up. Well, after going to Sunday service, I might believe now. Hold on. Kanye West every Sunday. Every well, last two Sundays. Uh, I he's, he was traveling with it or he something. He did. He did it in Baton, uh, Baton Rouge, Rouge, Baton Rouge uh, last week. And then last Friday. And then last Sunday he did one here. And then this Sunday he did one. This is the last Sunday he's here and doing Sunday service. Is this up in Calabasas where the Kardashians No, that's where, he, he that's where he started it yeah. in like some field. And then now he's turned it into a concert thing with the release of his Jesus is King oh, album. Oh, of course, because there's a chance to make some money. Exactly. Why do it um, for free? But the tickets for the forum, were, or is it, was it the forum? I think it was the forum. No, not in Orange County. No, not in Orange County. Where was it? Honda Center, maybe? Maybe the Honda. You were just no, there I, yesterday. I, this is how bad this Where week were it, you? It was the forum. You check your phone? It, it was the forum. I wasn't in Orange County. It was the forum. It was Inglewood. Well, that's not Orange County. But the drive felt just as long <laughs> to get there. I had to go down the 405 and exit... What's it, Manchester? God damn it. Yeah, I think it's off of Manchester. 
It's a nightmare. Out there. I don't know why I said Orange County. I don't yeah. either. I don't know either why I said Orange County, but it felt like Orange County. Do you need a Thomas guy? I need. A, How long you been living in Southern I California? A, I don't go. I don't go south ever. I'm only in the valley to come. Well, to you, you don't have to go south very often to understand the difference between Orange County and it's Englewood. It's basically Orange County adjacent. It's so not. It's Englewood. It's the opposite of Orange County Dude, adjacent. What's between there and the Orange County? Uh, El Segundo. Well, and El Segundo is practically Orange County. Santa Fe. There's a bunch of places See, south. I, I consider everything south of the 110 Orange County. Not until you even get, that's not even close. Not even get to like Anaheim no, or even that's Huntington everything. Beach or all no, that kind I of stuff. I consider all that's Orange County. Oh, you're insane. That's where it was. It was at the Forum. It was that's at the what it Forum was. in Los Angeles County. South, South, South Los Angeles County. Um, and so you were there they were for 20, work. Twenty, yeah, for work for the other show, and uh, twenty dollar tickets, and then to get in, to get in, it's only twenty dollars to pray to, to Jesus. Pray to you Jesus. Had to pay twenty bucks. Sp- starts at two. Kanye doesn't come on to four. Well, Natch, he's busy. He's got to. He's got to talk to Jesus for There's a while. Two preachers that come up and give oh, sermons. Dear Lord. And then some other guy sings and dances, and they have this huge choir, and there's like plants and trees on the floor, forum floor. It's just insanity. Was it packed? It was pretty full. Yeah, it was scary full, like to the point where like you're like, this is not, this sucks that people buy this shit. What would Jesus do? He'd charge twenty bucks to see him speak. And the best thing, he had merch on sale. He had a sweatshirt, which is just this yellow sweatshirt with I think it says, uh, "This is." Something about God and Christ on the back, and then just a big blue circle oval thing on the front. Two hundred and forty dollars for a hoodie. The fuck for you a say. hoodie. Two hundred and forty dollars for a hoodie. Does it keep you extra special warm because Jesus is in I it? I think it's got Jesus tears on it. Is Jesus your co-pilot? It's made of blood from Jesus. I don't. It's Jesus hair. It's got to be woven from Jesus woven hair. Jesus pubic hair to be $240. Now, now you've crossed the line. I've crossed so many lines. Okay. But, but look, I interviewed I had to interview people coming out of this thing about Kanye West. And I was actually curious about the people that go there and watch this garbage. Was and your first question? Why? <laughs> it was. It was it was like, "Why did you come?" That was my first I question. I hope so. Most people said for the music and the choir. And I was like, "Okay, do you I said Kanye is supposed to be running, said he might run for office in 2024. Oh, dear God. That's what he put out there. I was like, can you separate the music and your love of his music from what he, who he is and what he does? And everyone I talked to said yes. Oh, really? They were all there for the music so of the, Kanye West. He's not getting the votes just He's not from getting the votes. From the people I talked to, he's not getting the votes. Wow. Which inspired me a little bit. Like, okay, okay. I don't know why you guys like this garbage, but at least you're not right. falling hook, line, and sinker for everything. Right. And then I saw two people wearing the $70 t-shirts. $70, $70 t-shirt. $70 t-shirt. Two of them. Yeah! And I was like, why do you? Why are you here? And it was two uh, uh, people that said they were very religious. And they used to like Kanye's music, but now they felt Kanye has come closer to them now. So now they're bigger Kanye fans because they were super religious. Wow. And the guy had God's plan tattooed on his knuckles. G-O-D-S on one hand and then P-L-A-N on the other. God's plan. Is God's plan for him to kick your ass? Because that's <laughs> what you see as his fists are coming to your face? He had tattoos on his face. Of course he did. And nothing uh, but the highest quality <laughs> people, by the way, boys and girls. If you take nothing away from the show, nothing but the highest quality people have face tattoos. But most of the people I talked to there felt that Kanye, they, they love the music and they're there for the music, but they separate themselves from being super into Kanye. And a lot of them are there because it's only a $20 ticket to see Kanye West. 
Yeah, but he doesn't do his stuff though. It's all it's he, all he preaches it's and all then they like, do some gospel stuff, right? And it's all like rewritten Jesus Jesus gospel music. It's like they take regular rock and roll songs or whatever songs and then change the lyrics to make them Jesus songs. Mm. So it's not even really original original music. Mm. It's bad. I am not in. It's absolute garbage. That is not my thing. It's uh, and that was my whole Sunday. It was wow. just fucking awful. You went in a rent a car to Englewood <laughs> to see the people which, who go which to the apparently Kanye I consider West Orange County. Yes. You went all the way down to Orange County. That isn't really Orange County. I don't know why. Is I don't know why I text you. I'm in Orange County. I'll be here late. Yeah. I was trying to, you know, put together a time last <sighs> night to record the show. As as of this, as of now, it's last night. As, yeah. of, as of here right now, it's it's Sunday night. But and he's like, I, I don't know what time I'll be there. I'm in Orange County. I was like, Jesus, I wonder how far down he is. Who knew? It could take him three hours to get home. Who knows? It wasn't. It was, was Englewood. Oh, I, I typed in the, your address on the, on the GPS afterwards and it said 40 minutes. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not that far away. Oh, man. It's been a long weekend. Well, I lost I'm two cars. I'm going to forgive you because you've got car troubles <sighs> and Jesus doesn't like you. I Yeah. And you had to be down there with those people. I lost two so. cars. And I had to go to a Kanye West concert. We're going to make it all better today. Are we? Yes. Because you get a chance Are we? to play for one of the members oh, of that's the great. and I win them some fabulous cash I can help somebody out. Cash not included. So <laughs> if you have a good day, if you have a good game, <sighs> it, it could turn everything around. Jesus is going to help me. He is. Pray to Jesus. Jesus Christ. All right. Before we get to the game, however, we got to talk to you guys, our beloved members of the Garmy. Love it when you reach out to us. You can do it any number of ways. Email Ralph at the RalphReport.com. Eddie at the RalphReport.com. Steve at the RalphReport.com. Social media, Ralph Garman, Eddie Pence, Steve Ashton. Um, even Carrie Garman is out there on uh, social media. And she doesn't look at Twitter ever, so don't waste your time. But she's all <laughs> over Instagram if you want to grab her attention. But we do love it when you leave your voicemails. That's the best. The voicemails, of course, are left on the Ralph Report hotline. It is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for your entertainment purposes. Leave your thoughts, your opinions. Uh, we even have a movie review coming up on this one, which I think is a great idea. If you saw something new over the weekend, why don't you reach on out? The phone number is one eight three three. Hi, Ralph. Love it when you drop your messages. I listen to all of them. Then I grab a handful that are appropriate for today's program, and we put them in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ross gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Hey, happy Veterans Day, everybody. Yes, definitely. All you folks are out there, uh, veterans especially, thank you so much for your service. Uh, my dad's a, a veteran of the Navy, fought in the Korean War. Yeah, my dad's a veteran. Your my brother's, dad's a, my vet, brother's no, a veteran. Your brother's a vet. A lot my of vets in our family. Father-in-law's a veteran. I, uh, I chose not to go into the armed services because I, I had a choice. I did too. My father did not. So he, uh, he joined up at the Navy and ended up serving at a Naval Air Force base. And he is proud to say, especially on days like this during uh, Veterans Day or any other time of uh, remembrance of the folks who served, he's proud to uh, let anyone who will listen know that he served at a Naval Air Force base and at no time did the Koreans ever invade Willow Grove, Pennsylvania, <laughs> where he was stationed. He's very proud of that fact. <laughs> he was able to keep all the Koreans out of Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Kept them safe. He did. 
kept the better part of the suburbs of Philadelphia <laughs> safe. My dad is is kind of a schemer, and I, I love him because he's he's always looking for an angle, has his whole life, uh, in the best possible way. I don't mean he was like a con artist or anything, but he would definitely game the system if he had the chance. And he knew he was going to get drafted. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be fucked if I'm going to get drafted by the army and have to actually go to Korea and fight in what was then known as the Korean conflict. Yes. They'd even label it a war. And he said, I'm not doing that. It, but if you if you volunteered for services, you had options sometimes to choose your duty. Yeah. And so he volunteered for the Navy under the consideration they gave him that he could serve locally in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. My father did the exact same thing in Vietnam. Not a bad idea. He, uh, he knew he was going to get drafted, so he registered for – he went to the reserves, the Army Reserves, and he was able to avoid the actual conflict itself i mean you know look i have nothing but the utmost respect for those people who actually serve and fight in the conflict but i'm glad my dad didn't have to do Uh, that. my brother served in the iraq war he was in kuwait uh he was a quartermaster in kuwait so he saw stuff and i have two friends i went to high school with that saw heavy heavy action in the Mm. iraq war so i know i'm very close to that you know people had to do that it's brutal and it's hell and uh i know america likes to pay tribute to they're uh, servicemen and service women, and I absolutely get behind that 100%. But I don't think we should ever celebrate the act of having to fight for your country because it leaves behind scars, both physical and most importantly, mental, that some folks never get yeah, past. It ruins. It's a devastating thing to have to go to fight other human beings for any reason. And I wish we didn't have it, but yeah. unfortunately, we do. With that in mind, the reason I bring that up is because uh, we got a call from a member of the Marine Corps who is a Garmy member, or the Garin Corps, as I like to call them. Because if we're the Garmy, they're <laughs> the, the Garins. Here's Jesse. Hey, Ralph. It's Jesse from San Diego calling you on November 10th, the Marine Corps birthday. I know tomorrow's Veterans Day, and I'm sure that you will mention that. But please don't forget about us either. It's a rather big deal, usually involving copious amounts of alcohol and birthday cake yes. and an overall fun time. Thanks, Ralph, LMB, and Semper Fi. Jesse, Semper Fi, thank you so much for your service, sir. Calling all the way from uh, San Diego, where Eddie was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I think he drove all the way down to San Diego <laughs> to see Kanye West. It keeps getting further and further. It's my Mexico by tomorrow. You know why? Eddie's That's right. It felt like Orange County. Uh, another related story, Eddie Pence was on duty for his other podcast that he works on, uh, Strikes and Balls, Something what's it like called? That. Swings and Swings misses. And misses. Swings and misses. With, uh, Andy and Jane? Cody and Jen. Cody and Jen. And Those were names. Uh, he's a busy man. <laughs> he works on a lot of podcasts. He has like 400 podcasts I now do. that he's on. What's your other one, too? Uh, I do the Ramble. It's a weekly podcast, The Ramble with the Jerry Ramble. Rocha. Right. Yes. With uh, Freddie Roach, who, Jen- of course, for his uh, boxing uh, enthusiast, know, was a trainer for Jerry many, Rocha. many years. And he talked like this. I don't care. My guy's... <laughs> I don't understand why my guy keeps getting tilted by this guy. Anyway, uh, he and Freddie Roach have a very funny podcast as well. Speaking of podcasts, here's the thing. I'm going I'm to premise this by saying this. I learn lessons from almost everyone I work with in my life. What I learned from Kevin Smith, who I'll be talking to Kevin later on this week, hopefully as well, too, from the road to get Tales from the Road. Oh, nice. Um, Kevin has taught me that there is no greater compliment than when your work inspires other people's work. And Kevin is a huge recipient of this honor because the stuff that he has done over the years 
has a particular uh, cult following with his audience and often inspires people to produce art of their own. Kevin always says art begets art. And uh, I wouldn't go as far as to call what I do art. But uh, if entertainment begets entertainment, then I'm okay <laughs> with that. And that's why I bring this up because Craig called in with this call that I thought was just goddamn charming. Hey, Ralph, I am driving home right now from our 500th podcast episode. Uh, we did a live show tonight, and I just want to say thank you because, uh, honestly, we wouldn't have been able to do uh, what we did and what we've accomplished without the inspiration that you've given us, um, and uh, we're so grateful for that. I didn't even say who I am. I'm Craig and uh, from Springfield, Illinois, and just so, so, so happy um, to be able to listen to the Ralph Report, to Hollywood Babylon. Uh, and then to also make our own content uh, along the way. And it was just a rush getting up there for a 500th episode. So thank you so much. Uh, didn't want to plug my show, so I'll throw it at the end. But Front Row Network, uh, we did a 500th episode and large part because of you. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Craig. Uh, Front awesome. Row Podcast, 500 episodes of anything. That's a lot. Is a lot. We're not even at 500 with this thing yet. We do it daily. So uh, good on you, Craig. You're absolutely right. Nothing more fun than doing a live podcast in front of an audience. I hope it was successful for you. And if my work over the years has in any way been a uh, an example or a motivation or in some way contributed to your work, I take that as the highest of compliments. And so congratulations. That's awesome. Guys. That's terrific. And we get that all the time. I mean, think of the the, the music and the art and the um other podcasts and just so much so many talented people out there listen to this show and then are inspired to go off and do something really funny or really cool it is amazing when you can be the impetus for things yeah, like that it's really on. it's almost like one of those coaching trees in the nfl where yeah. you see it break down from like parcells to belichick and it just goes right. it just sprinkles down it's the influence you have on people you don't realize it's the ultimate compliment someone says i do this because you did that and because Let's face it, every one of us who are doing this now had somebody yeah. in the past who inspired them and said, oh, you know what? I can do this for a living, too, because I saw that guy do it and he gave me the strength or the ideas or the passion. And that was filtered down to me. And now I, I get to absolutely like I remember watching Hollywood Babylon and like I never even dreamed in a million years I'd be doing a podcast with you. Right. And then you for on some for some reason called me out of the blue and asked me to do it because like, it was oh, meant to be because I guess it was, Jesus but. tapped me on the shoulder <laughs> and said thou shalt go forth and pluck pence but it's changed my i mean your influence on me has changed my life well that's great uh, in a huge way that's so nice to hear. yeah you have a huge influence on people and um and so on and so on and so on so if nothing else create stuff if you're a creative person and you got something to do do it because odds are Whoever it reaches, no matter how many people it reaches, it might reach somebody and you'll be the inspiration to have uh, someone go off and, and do something cool as well. All right. Uh, John called in. He's got a where did it come from? Hey, Ralph. This is John from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. John. Um, my dad accidentally just came up with a where did it come from. Right. Uh, he was walking past the, the table. We were all preparing for Thanksgiving and mm -hmm. someone said spur of the moment. And he said, that's something I'd like to know uh, the genesis of. So uh, if you could, love you. Mean it. Bye. John, I'm happy to uh, find out the source of spur of the moment for you and your dad. But I have one question before we go forward. He walked past the table that you guys were preparing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> what? 
How early do you start your Thanksgiving preparations? Well, you said last week their first Thanksgiving was on November eighth. Yeah, but this maybe they maybe they're traditionalists. This isn't the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> they're originalists or the seventeen hundreds or whatever the fuck it was. Sixteen hundreds, fourteen something. At Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken, let me take a look at the calendar here. I don't know, have it with me, but I believe it's about two weeks away. Well, they're Orthodox Thanksgivingists. <laughs> How much free time do they have? Well, we better get started on the Thanksgiving <laughs> table. Because, you know, the, the in-laws will be rolling in in about nine days. How elaborate is their Thanksgiving is maybe, my question. Maybe they wait for the turkey to die. Anyway, of old age. <laughs> anyway, John, uh, spur of the moment. Excellent question. Where did it come from? I've got the answer. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build up. Spur of the moment. Actually, uh, first appeared in the year 1801. Mm. Now, a phrase, a similar phrase existed many years before that. The uh, phrase was on the spur, and that is from the 1500s. And spur had several different connotations back in the olden times. Spur could mean in great haste. So in the 1500s, to do something on the spur meant do it, do it very quickly. But by the time the 1800s had rolled around, spur had taken on a second connotation, which is anything that was used to prod, uh, an incentive, an impetus to get someone to do something for you. So it was taken from the large, uh, sharp projection on the leg of a cock. Okay. Or, or a rooster, okay. if you will. <laughs> But the the back claw yes. on the on the, the foot of a like cock, the, the talon sort of thing. Yeah, the thing on the back, or whatever. Yeah, is yeah. known as the spur. Sure. And when you have a cock fight, it's a dew claw on a dog. Right. Yes. But we're talking yeah, about cocks. we're talking about cocks. Right? If in a, in a cock fight, that's actually the weapon they use to oh, okay. attack each other. They okay. rear up and they hit with those legs, and it's that sharp projection on the back of their foot that they're using as a weapon. Okay. So that is known as the spur. And then, of course, by the time the 1700s, 1800s rolled around, cowboys were putting uh, metal uh, wheels on the back of their cowboy right. boots and jabbing them into the sides of horses to get them to go along. Right. So that would be a spur as well. So a spur became known as anything that is a uh, a motivator, an impetus to, to jar you into action. Gotcha. So the spur of the moment mm -hmm. is that moment where you have a thought and you don't necessarily take a lot of time to think it through. It's in the moment, and that is the spur of the moment is that thought making you jump right into Without action, thinking about without what you're thinking. doing. So when someone does something spur of the moment, we all know what it means, right? right? They're doing it suddenly without thought. It just came to them, and they immediately jumped right. into when action. When I texted Orange County. Exactly. Yes. You weren't thinking about that. The it was, spur of the moment. You decision. wrote that text in the spur of the moment. And so the thought that you have becomes that little jab in the side, the impetus, the right. motivation that makes you leap into action without giving it serious thought or taking any time to give it any measured right. amount of decision making. Like most of the things I say on this show. Yes. You live <laughs> in literally <laughs> in the spur of the moment. You should start your own podcast, yet moment. another podcast called Spur of the I Moment. I might do that. There you go. Happy Thanksgiving, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build up. Did I do the intro? Oh, God damn it. No. Did you I didn't do the blah, intro blah, blah. for... Uh, you didn't blah, blah, blah. Carmi on the line? Pretty sure you didn't blah, blah, blah.
I don't know. See what you've done to me now? I, now I get fault. to this point of the show and I'm second my guessing fault. myself. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I I think I blah, 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 but I can't be sure now. Again, I really gas don't leak. know. Gas I, leak I show. don't know if you blah, blah, blah. All right. We got to pause the show <laughs> and I got to go it's back my fault. to hear if I blah, blah, blah. Well, you're right here. It's you can bail me out by paying some attention. I do pay attention. <sighs> All right. Please I hold. Do. Please hold. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. And we're back. And yeah, I absolutely did it. I did. I did. I did oh, the intro. I don't. I have no recollection of it though. That I have a problem, right? Yes, there's a problem. I got. I should go medical help. A problem? Well, one. It's one of many. A multitude. But that is definitely. I should work on my short-term memory. We're gonna have to keep notes now because here's the thing. You make me second guess because you have called me out on that, and it turned out that we had done it, but I have forgotten in the past, so now every time I do it now (laughs) is a crisis of conscience. (laughs) But every time you've called it out, you've been right. This is the first time you've been wrong. The well, one time I, I called know, it out was My wrong. biggest mistake was turning to you to ask yes, you, you should if never, I had done it or you not. You should never look at me and that was for, my bad. for help or comfort. <laughs> All right. The last phone call <laughs> comes from Charles. He saw a brand new movie in theaters over the weekend. Um, this is very helpful. If you go see new movies, feel free to call in with a review because, as you know, we do the movie beat. I review and talk about films that I have no intention of seeing or haven't seen. So when the weekend goes by, if you've seen a film... Feel free to uh, call us up here on the Ralph Report and share your opinion with the rest of the Garmin. That's just what Charles did. Hey, Ralph. This is Charles, four-star general from Michigan. Uh, went and saw Last Christmas over the weekend. It's uh, really good. It's not your typical romantic comedy. And the, mute, the meet-cute between the two is um, interesting, to say the least. But the combination of the soundtrack, the rest of the visuals, and the heartwarming story. Very, very heartwarming story. Uh, pulls it all together, and there is a hell of a twist. You know, it's uh worth going out and checking out to see. You know, love you, mean it. Bye, Charles. Excellent review. It gave us pertinent information. Yeah. Gave his opinion and kept it brief. No spoilers. Either. Use that as the template, boys and girls. <laughs> if you want to call in about movies over the weekend, Charles did it brilliantly. Now mm. I'm much more interested in seeing that film twist in a Christmas movie than I, I was before we uh, we talked yeah. to Charles. Charles, thank you so much. Thanks to everybody actually who called in on today's Garmy on the line, of which I did play the yes, intro you for. You absolutely did. You guys are always welcome. You too can be featured on this segment, but you know what you got to do? You got to call me. Call me. I'm Ralph. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me right now at one eight three three. Hi, Ralph. Call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing.
All right. Charles mentioned Last Christmas, which, of course, is filled with George Michael's songs. The entire soundtrack is made up of George Michael's music. And Last Christmas, of course, was a huge hit for George Michael and Wham! back in 1985. Epic Christmas song that you still hear being played today. By the way, the Christmas music started this weekend on a local radio station here in Los Angeles known as Coast. So fuck you, Coast. (laughs) Um, Last Christmas, of course, was a hit song. And it got me to a thinking. How many movies have there been based on hit songs? There must be a bunch of them, Last Christmas being the most recent, but I did a little research and I found 10 different movies based on popular songs and or entitled. Just titled by or based on that song? Most of them are based on in this particular list. There's only one that is a complete just one-off where they just grabbed the title and slapped it on the show. But I I described that in the description for the film. So I thought it'd be interesting to you Eddie Pence. Okay. If it was time to play our Garmy game show. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy game show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Pence. Thank you, John Cooperman. Welcome to the Garmy Game Show. Of course, Eddie Pence will be playing on your behalf. A lucky member of the Garmy will be competing as Eddie Pence competes. You know the rules. There are 10 questions. He simply has to get more than half of them correct. These are the easiest rules of any game show ever. (laughs) Simply better than 50%. And hell, we throw 50% in there. If he gets 5 out of 10... We'll let you win. And if I miss them all. And if he misses them all, if he he completely whiffs, you also (laughs) will get a prize. There's so many ways to win on the Garmy game show. Well, not really. really. A lot of people lose. Uh, (laughs) Today's topic is movies based on hit songs, a la Last Christmas. And uh, Eddie Pence, what member of the Garmy will you be playing for? We are playing for Henry Rojas. Henry, Henry Rojas. Where does Henry hail he from? He lives in El Monte, California. El Monte, California. <laughs> Henry Rojas. You are today's lucky member of the Garmy. Eddie Pence plays for you on your behalf. Should he accomplish the seemingly insurmountable task? <laughs> Of getting half of the answers correct. Or none of them. You will win what, Ralph Garman? Why, thank you, Ralph. Henry Rojas will win a Garmy swag pack, including a Garmy shot glass, a Garmy note tablet, a Garmy air freshener, and more. Back to you, Ralph. Thank you so much, Ralph Garman. All right, I'm going to describe for you the film. Mm -hmm. And then you simply have to name the film for me. Keeping in mind, it is named after the after and based on, in most cases, a smash hit song. Are these fairly popular movies? These are all popular movies. Okay. These are all popular movies and uh, from all different eras. We're going from the 60s all the way through to this year. Okay. So there's a lot of different variety giving you every opportunity to get at least... Five of them right. I'm getting nervous. For everyone that you're right, you'll hear this. For everyone okay. incorrect, you'll hear this. Okay. And here we go. All right. This teen sex comedy directed by the brothers Paul and Chris Weitz took the name from, but little else, from Don McLean's 8 minute and 33 second hit. American Pie. That's correct. American Pie. Eddie Pence, you're on the board. Look at You've that. got one. One and oh. Four more. 
And Henry Rojas is a big winner. I got a good feeling. Here's your next one. Uh-huh. Four musicians band together to stop the blue meanies from destroying Pepperland and travel in this weird vehicle. The Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine is correct from 1968. The song Ooh. came before the movie. The movie was based on the song. Oh. So there you go. All right. 2-0. That's the only Beatles movie I can think of, unlike the rest of them, where like Hard Day's Night was featured in the song, Help was featured right. in the this song. Was... This song came first, and then they made the movie based on the song. So now you're getting the vibe, right? Yeah. All right. In this film, Tate Donovan and Sandra Bullock star as two scientists who experiment with a supernatural concoction to kickstart their love lives. From 1992, Eddie Pence. Oh, what, what is the name? A supernatural concoction to kickstart their love lives. A supernatural concoction. Tate Donovan and Sandra Bullock Sandra... in this popular romantic comedy. This was before uh, Speed. 1992. So I don't remember anything she was in before Speed. But it was based on a hit song. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. That, I don't know. <laughs> Love Potion number nine. Love that Potion was number nine. Smash hit song from the 50s, of Love course. Love Potion number nine. There that was go. a movie? It was indeed from 1992, starring Tate Donovan and How Sandra How bad Bullard. was that movie? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't really? that bad. Yeah. All right. This next one. The heartwarming coming-of-age tale about a, Brit a British Pakistani teenager and his deep love for the songs of a working-class hero, American singer. I know the movie. It was just out. I can't think of the damn title. It came out this year, 2019. God damn it. 2019. It was just out like a month ago. Just out. Uh, huge critical success. Film about a British Pakistani teenager and his love for this particular singer-songwriter. Uh, born in the U.S. I don't know. I don't know the name Sorry, of the movie. Blinded by the Light. God blinded by the Light was the answer we're looking for. Uh, can you give us your score so far? It depends. I'm two for, two for four. Two for four. Two, two out of four. So you've got two right and two wrong. Yes. So three more will make you a winner. Yes. Okay. I got to get I got it three out of the next six. All right. Here we go. This action film directed by Sam Peckinpah starred Chris Christopherson and is about a battle between cross-country truckers versus a dirty lawman. Chris Christopherson. From 1978, Sam Peckinpah directed a film about cross-country truckers versus a dirty lawman. Hit song. Breaker, breaker. Sorry, Convoy. Convoy. Oh, we for. talked Convoy. about that on One Hit Wonder, we? Didn't did we? indeed. And we covered the film even uh, when we talked about that. So yep. there's information you could have had at your Oh, fingertips. I knew we covered I just couldn't think of the name because I don't retain information. Fair enough. All right. This next film is a story of a struggling musician who gets hit by a bus and then suddenly wakes up in a world where he's the only one who remembers the world's most popular band. Damn it. I know this movie, too, is just out. Came out this year. Yes. I think it might even still be in theaters in certain locations. It's the name of a Beatles song. It certainly is. You're on the right <sighs> path. You're absolutely on the right path. Damn it. Uh, mm. Yep. All you need is love. <laughs> sorry. Yesterday would Yesterday be would make for. sense. Yesterday, because just the day before he got hit the bus, right. everybody remembered Yesterday, the Beatles. Everybody got... Now no, they don't. Now it's getting uh, iffy. It's getting tight. It's getting real iffy. All right. Uh, here I we go. I gotta get three out of four. Oh my goodness. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, this was a series of uh -huh. five hit television films featuring the character of Brady Hawks, a fictional Old West professional card player. The Gambler. That's correct. The Gambler. 
Kenny Rogers. I grew up watching the Singer movies, yes. of The Gambler actually played Brady Hawks in all five hit television films. Love those movies. At least we know what your sweet spot is. <laughs> it's shitty TV movies of the <laughs> 80s, apparently. That's when I watch TV. All right. So what's the score now? Uh, I got three right and four wrong. Three right. I need two out of next wrong. three. All right, pressure's on. Here yeah, we go. I can only get one more wrong. Roy Scheider played a thinly veiled version of Bob Fosse in this semi-autobiographical movie. Gas leak. In this semi-autobiographical movie directed by Fosse. And Fosse also directed the musical Chicago that featured this song that the movie's named after. So many different levels of connection uh, between Bob Fosse and... And this film from 1979, uh, the autobiographical story of his life, starring Roy Scheider as the dancer, choreographer, womanizer, uh, thinly based on Bob Fosse from 1979. Staying alive. No, I'm sorry. All that jazz. All, All that jizz. That jazz That's right. Is the name of it. All right. What do we got left? I got. I got. I got two more left. I got to get both of them right. Yeah, both of them right. All right. Here's. I think there's a chance. I don't know. I think there's I don't a chance. Know. There is a chance. All right. Here we go. John Hughes named this 1986 movie after this song and wrote the plot around the song's lyrics. But according to the Psychedelic Furs, he got the meaning wrong. John Hughes. John Hughes film from 1986, named after and based on a song by the Psychedelic Furs, but they claim he got the meaning of their song wrong. Oh, God, John Hughes movie, 1986. John Hughes. 1986, John Hughes. John Hughes. He made a lot of films in the 80s. I Were you know watching movies in the 80s? I was or just watching, watching movies. Television? I was watching movies, but that was, that's right. a lot of movies he made in the 80s. That's true. But only one of them was based on a psychedelic furs song. I don't. Mm. No, I get the, the one I'm thinking isn't right. Uh, Uncle Buck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think the if, psychedelic food? No, I don't. I just Uncle said I can't really? buy me love. No, because <laughs> it's not a it's not a psychedelic first song or John Hughes movie. Pretty in pink, isn't she? Pretty in pink. Uh, Is that it? I, well, there's yeah, there's one more, but it's it's a useless one. If you get it, what happens? Is it six to four? Even if you get it? Yes. Six to four against? Yes. Uh, I've lost. Well, let's try it one more time. Like I always do. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> this film was originally titled 3000 after the amount of money a hooker and her rich John agreed upon for her week Pretty of service. Pretty woman. There we go. Pretty woman. Oh, man. Only we had gotten that one first. I'd love potion number nine. That, yeah, that kind of that went toughie. when you it's said it, that went through my head. I'm like, that couldn't have been a movie because I've never heard of that movie. It's a toughie. That was a toughie. I will admit, a lot less films based on songs than just named after songs. You would have to believe. But love but, potion uh, number nine. When you described that, I was like, that love potion number nine. But that well, I didn't think that was a movie. Sorry. Sorry, Henry. Sorry, Henry Rojas. My good, apologies. The good news is your name goes back into the hopper. However. And Eddie Pence may pick you. He may pick you for a, a yet another installment of the Garmy oh, Game Show. Thanks so much sorry. for playing, everybody. See you next time on the Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.
right. So the game show didn't quite make up for your weekend. I'm awful at trivia. Well. I'm starting off Monday awfully. Uh, people have suggested in the past, perhaps I need to go to multiple choice. And it, it would, would probably. That's how I got be, through high school. Probably would be a good Scantrons idea. is how I got through high school. All right. Let's move on to happier <laughs> topics, shall we? Like the fact that every Monday here, what we do is take a look at the big calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. Every day of the calendar year has holidays associated with it. What we do is break down those holidays, let you know which ones are legit, which ones are shit, in a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Of course, we mentioned Veterans Day. Once again, shouting out to all the folks who served out there in the Garmy. We are thinking of you. It also coincides with Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, which are holidays around the world, yeah. including the UK. So um, thanks so much again. But other than Veterans Day, today's also Singles Day, Eddie Pence. Singles Day. Singles Day. Happy to be single? This is a That's Chinese nice. holiday that originated at Nanjing University for the celebration of single people during the 90s. It was a day to celebrate being single. The date corresponds with four ones. One, 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 one. one. Oh, all singles. All singles. Gotcha. A group of singles. Okay. It was originally called Bachelor's Day, but then they realized that women, too, have <laughs> rights in China. They, they, they're slow to Do recognize they? that. Anyway, it uh, spread all over not only China, but also the world, but it's still biggest in China. In fact, on this day, it is the most popular shopping day in China. Really? It's like their Black Friday. Oh, so everybody go treat themselves, I guess? I guess so, yeah. And also, they, they buy gifts, I guess, for people for the upcoming holidays. People? Do they celebrate oh. Christmas in China? I don't know. I don't either. Regardless, <laughs> they buy a lot of shit on Singles Day. And now it's taking over people here in the United States are celebrating Singles Day and People who are self-partnered, I'm sure, oh, go out. Self-partner day. Yeah, it's like the anti-Valentine's day. Exactly. You just jerk off and pass out <laughs> drunk, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, that's every other day. Will we accept this as a holiday singles day? I don't think so. Is, is, well, you can celebrate you celebrate couples. being single? I, I think so. I, I just, every, it's okay to be single. There's a, I think Valentine's Day makes most single people feel so shitty it's all right to throw them a bone and give them singles day so they can feel okay about being on their all own. All right, if, that, if they want that. All right. And give it to them. There we go. Today's also Origami Day. Speaking of things Asian. Yeah. Origami Day. Big Asian Day. Is day. celebrated uh, throughout Europe, China, and Japan. It has accompanied traditions and celebrations of every kind origami has, including funerals, birthdays, and many more. When Japan opened its borders in, late, in the late 1800s, they started to incorporate German Paper folding techniques. Did you know a lot of the Origa Japanese origami is based on German it is. paper folding? I yeah, which was an, an art form in Germany as well. Huh. Two great things coming together. Nothing bad can happen when Germany and Japan nope. team up. Only good things have ever come from that alliance Only between Germany and Japan. Wonderful things for the world. Best things are possible. Uh, origami, used as a beacon of hope to bring joy to millions. <laughs> Just... Just like World War II. Just like World War II. <laughs> origami Day. Can we celebrate Origami Day? Uh, I wouldn't, but yeah, you can. I will. I think origami is impressive. It's frustrating. I I, be, I can do like the bird. I think I did the bird thing. Oh, I'm not time. saying I would do it. But I don't want to deal but with I it. But I look at the finished product and say they folded that out of a single sheet oh, of it's paper impressive. with no cuts or additions to it. That's madness. It's impressive. I, it's magic to me. Seems like a huge waste of time, but it's impressive. Oh, my God. We're saying yes. 
No matter what Eddie Pence says. Today is also World Orphans Day. Tragically, millions of children all over the globe have become orphaned for many reasons. War, famine, displacement, disease, poverty, just so many horrible, horrible things leaving children on their own. So on this day, actually the second Monday of every November, the world celebrates World Orphans Day to uh, shine some light on the plight of the world's orphans and raise awareness and hopefully raise some funding for the motherless and fatherless children of the world. Noble cause, if ever there was one, in my opinion. So um, absolutely, yeah. we celebrate World Orphans Day. And November, by the way, as an aside, is also uh, World Adoption Month. Oh, that's so right. That's right. There's a way to go uh, hand in hand right there. Okay, lastly, you know what I do with the food-related holidays? It is a test, as if Eddie Pence hasn't been through enough. <laughs> We're going to talk about a food. Just kick me when I'm down. I will describe it, and then we will spin the uh, spin the reels of the Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. I will pull that handle. If three of the reels come up and they all match with the food we're talking about, that means Eddie Pence eats it. There's a big payout, much rejoicing. Mm. If those reels are mismatched, that means Eddie Pence rejects the food in question. It's just that simple. Here we go. Today, November 11th, is National Sunday Day. National Sunday Day. That means ice cream sundaes, Eddie Pence. The ice cream sundae. I'm listening. Typically consists of one or two scoops of ice cream topped with a syrup or sauce. Mm-hmm. Sundays often top them with whipped cream or maraschino cherries or sprinkles or pineapple or a variety of other pineapple. toppings. Come oh, yeah, on, sure. people. The banana split always has pineapple on it. So good. Sunday, of course, here is spelled S-U-N-D-A-E. And there's some debating about uh, where the uh, ice cream sundae was invented. But most people seem to believe that it came to pass... In uh, Ithaca, New York. Ithaca, Hmm. New York. Apparently, there was a gentleman there who was working at one of those uh, ice cream fountains. And someone came in asking for a bowl of ice cream. And when the proprietor prepared that bowl, he didn't stop at just a couple scoops of vanilla. He also drizzled cherry syrup over the ice cream and then topped it with a bright red candied cherry. The dessert looked and tasted so delightful, it got its own name. It happened on a Sunday. So they called it the Cherry Sunday, and you can see advertisements for this taste treat in the local paper there in Ithaca, New York, proving historical evidence that it was born there in Ithaca. So on this day, we celebrate the ice cream sundae. However, I'm not letting you off the hook, oh, Eddie Pence. Oh, come on. Because there's already National Hot Fudge Sunday Day on mm, J- July 25th. Yeah, there's do. National Strawberry Sunday Day on Blech. July 7th. <laughs> so let's go back to the OG Sunday, the original Sunday at its birth was two scoops of vanilla ice cream drizzled with cherry syrup topped with a bright red maraschino cherry. Would you eat that delicious concoction? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm saying yes. I think suddenly you feel differently about cherries. <laughs> I think I think Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, has touched you and changed you and made you a better man. Here we go. Pull the handle of the Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. You got one Sunday, two Sundays. No. Jesus does not change how I feel about cherries. Why would you ruin cherry ice cream or vanilla ice cream with cherry sauce on it? I don't. That sounds so good. That's literally like taking ice cream and pouring Robitussin all over it. That's what cherry tastes like. Next time I have a cold, (laughs) I'm giving you a call. That That, sounds pretty good. That might be a better way to get Robitussin in your body on ice cream. I don't like cherries, man. Put chocolate syrup on it. We already talked about the fact that has its own holiday. This is Sunday day. We went back to the roots. But when you order Sunday, Sundays always have hot fudge. And they always have cherries on them, too, by the way. 
No, that what happened? That dude making the Sunday in the Sunday shop accidentally cut his thumb, bled no. all over the ice cream. Was like, I don't want to waste this ice cream. I'll throw some cherry syrup this on it, and this guy will eat it. That the cherry was always an integral mm, part no. of the Sunday. No. The they, part you reject is actually the oldest part of the Sunday. You don't have to even, take away the cherry; it's just ice cream. That's what we're saying. But you don't have to order the cherry. Cherry just comes free. That means they're trying to give them away. Uh, Why are they trying to give away free cherries? You don't give away anything for free unless you're trying to get rid of something or scam somebody else something. Good point. It's all a big scam. So why? Yeah, they don't go, go cherries. Maraschino are, cherry is a big scam. Cherries are always free. They're never extra. Oh, man. There's something fishy there. I would look into that. Yes, me too. Eddie Pence is having a bad weekend. And bad week. A bad guys. start to his week Real as fucking well. Bad weekend and but week. That was holiday or holiday. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. On Mondays, what we'd like to do is start off the showbiz beat with a look at the weekend's box office to see what people went to see in the theaters over the weekend. Big shock. Everyone thought Dr. Sleep was going to come in at number one. They were estimating $25, $30 million take in its opening yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Came in with $14 million Ooh. this weekend at number two. Ooh. Got beat out by Midway which came in with $17.5 million, making it number one this weekend. <laughs> Bad weekend all around for yeah, me. It was, it was lackluster Ooh. across the board. But Ooh. still, for Dr. Sleep to get slapped down by a movie about a battle that took place 70 yeah. years ago. And Stephen King even endorsed Dr. Yeah, Sleep. Yeah, he was all behind He hated one. The Shining, the right. original movie. But he endorsed this. I think maybe we learn a lesson about listening to uh, Stephen <laughs> King about movie adaptations about his work. Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, Midway, as I mentioned, number one, Dr. Sleep at number two. The Last Christmas, as we just mentioned, not The Last Christmas, but Last Christmas was third with uh, almost $12 million. Playing with Fire, the John Cena movie. <laughs> That's what my kid went to do. She went with some friends to oh, go she saw see it? Playing with Fire. She saw it? She got a call from her friends, and they said, we're going to go to movies. You want to go? And she asked me, and I was busy doing stuff. And I said, yeah, you can go to the movies with your friends. What are you going to see? And she's like, oh, it's something called Playing with Fire. I was like, no. <laughs> Slow motion, I dived in front of her to take the bullet. But she went to see Playing With oh, Fire this weekend. Oh, oof. Did she like it? She actually said it was okay. Oh, God. I guess for kids, it's probably I guess. okay. $11.3 million made it number four. Terminator Dark Fate showed up with another anemic $10 million weekend. I saw that. Making it, oh, you did? I did see that. Oh. It's the third best Terminator movie. Hmm. So if that any Damning it with faint praise? It's not. It's okay. It's not bad. But unnecessary. Unnecessary. It's the third best one. Yeah. Number six, Joker. Number seven, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. At number seven, Harriet. The Harriet Tubman story came in at number eight. Zombieland, Double Tap was nine. And The Addams Family animated film, bringing up the rear at number 10 with $4.1 million. All right. This story made me really furious. It happened down there. It was supposedly one of the happiest places on earth, the Magic Kingdom Park in Orlando, Florida. It's near Orange County, right? Yeah, exactly. I believe it actually is. Oh, is Orange, it actually Orange, Orange County, County, Florida? Um, <laughs> down there, the Disney Park, a Disney princess was groped what? by a 51-year-old man Ugh. during a photo opportunity. She was playing a Disney princess. They don't identify which one here in the story. Not that it matters, but I would like to have a, a mental picture when I punch this guy in the face. His name was Brian Sherman. And here's the best part. He was at the theme park with 
his wife saw the Disney princess who police did not identify. Uh, Sherman got very excited, say workers there at the park said he was she was his favorite character. When he went in for a photo op, he put his arm around her and started to grope her breast, according oh, to an affidavit. my God. This was considered inappropriate behavior, and so the uh, Disney employee who was her keeper moved Sherman and his wife to the other side of the Disney princess, uh, hopefully so that um, he wouldn't be touching her breast, but that's when he doubled down. According to police reports, he cupped the victim's right breast with his right forefinger and thumb, with only the thin, skin-tight fabric between her breast and his fingers, also cupped and lifted the breast, the mm. Disney princess began to shake and cry. I wish she would have hit him. Me too. Just I was thinking, where is her handler? And, and Wait, Where's the handler not tackling this piece right. of shit? At that point, he goes down. I don't care if it costs me my job at Walt's Kingdom. I'm taking that guy out. Oh, my God. Where's his wife? What's his wife doing? I can only imagine. It is Florida. Let's keep that That's in mind. true. Uh, photos were taken by the park photographer. They were taking photos when this was, this was a what photo What is wrong op. with everybody involved here? And the photos taken by the park photographer were used by the police to identify and arrest Boy, Brian Sherman. Good. And he was booked on a charge of battery. He was since bonded out of jail. The woman who played the princess has told police she plans to prosecute and will testify good. in court. So... Good. Hopefully this piece of garbage will do some time for this. What the fuck but is his wife doing? There's kids around. It's, it's Disney. I mean, is there no last place where you can count on a little bit of decency? Admittedly, it's completely commercialized, purchased wholesomeness. But you would like to think that Disney could give you the illusion that maybe people aren't all shitty for two hours. But he's, he's 51. He's not. It's not like it's some 90-year-old guy that's the way we behaved in the 30s. I mean, it's like he's 51. He's in our generation. Ugh. You don't just go up and grab someone's breast. It's so repugnant. It, it, it's it unbelievable. made my stomach hurt when I read that. And I'm thinking about this poor girl who's probably earning whatever they earn at Disneyland and Disney not World. A lot. Probably not a lot. She's got to put on this princess costume every day in the heat in Florida and go out there and just work her ass off and she's got to smile when she doesn't feel Ugh. like it and she's got to put up with jackhole after jackhole. And jack what about hole. all the little kids in line waiting mm. to see this and they're all watching this happen? The story sucks on every possible Fuck level. that dude. Man. All right. Okay. <laughs> Move on to better things. I feel good though I got that out. <laughs> My buddy Kevin Smith, I was just talking about him earlier. What a surprise. He's back in the news. You know, uh, Supergirl and The Flash and Arrow They've got this big crisis of Infinite Earths crossover that they're going to be doing yes. starting in December. This is genius on CW's part. They have announced they're going to have a crisis aftermath talk show after each episode of the crossover so that they can break down what happened and how it all compares to what happened in the, in the comic right. books and how it all fits into the DC universe. And they have announced none other than Kevin Smith will be hosting oh, that's awesome. the talk show afterwards, which is genius because not only is Kevin a nerd par excellence, but also has directed several episodes of both Supergirl and Flash. So he knows the players intimately and it all makes perfect it's sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, the first installment will be Sunday, December 8th, after the Supergirl episode of Crisis. The second one on Tuesday, December 10th, after The Flash airs its hour of the crossover event so that's going to be a blast and as i mentioned i'm going to try to talk to kevin later this week and we'll talk about that but very excited and lastly my lord the balls on this woman <laughs> what now 
Madonna. I don't know if you read about this or not. Madonna was in Vegas at the end of last week. And she kicked off her Las Vegas concert at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace by hitting the stage at 12.30 a.m. The show was scheduled to start at 10.30 p.m. What? Two hours she kept her audience waiting before she got out on stage. Was there a reason for it? This is just what she does, Eddie Pence. This is what she does. This is commonplace. Like, Jesus left me waiting an hour and a half before he came out. That's still unfucking forgivable (laughs) Here's my take on all of this, which is it's your job. Yeah. Show up on time. These people schedule their lives around giving you an evening. Yeah. They have babysitters and arrangements and situations that they take care of so that they can be in their seats by 1030. Yeah. Do your goddamn show and then get off the stage at midnight or whenever you're supposed to be done so they can get on with their lives. The the un, oh, the, the gall, the unbelievable arrogance yes. and, and sense of entitlement that you can keep thousands of people waiting on a whim yeah it's infuriating and they hate this in vegas yeah because they want you in the casino like i've done stand-up in vegas and you're supposed you have to be out as a comedian you have to be out the minute it hits 45 minutes you have to be off stage because they want people back out in the casino of course to keep people in that showroom for two and a half hours later than they're supposed to be the casino hates that fans reportedly booed madonna and chanted they wanted a refund when she took finally did take the stage I don't know why they were still there. Apparently, uh, (laughs) 500 people. That's not a big room, by the way. This is her intimate show, the Madame X show. I think that venue holds around 4,000 people. 500 refunds were requested by people who walked out before the show even began. Good, they get. Now, here's the thing. As I mentioned, this is commonplace for her, okay? So a Florida man. Now, not this story doesn't end the way most stories do when I say a Florida (laughs) man. It's an inspiring Florida man story. (laughs) A Florida man filed a class action lawsuit against Madonna. Because she's got shows coming up in Miami Beach in December, okay? Here's the thing. The venue, knowing her long-standing history of arriving and starting her concerts late, have moved the 8.30 p.m. show to a 10.30 p.m. show. And this guy said, I don't want to go to a 10.30 concert. I want to go to a show at 8.30 and be home at a decent hour. I have kids who have to go to school, and I want to get in bed at a decent time. I want my show to be what was printed on the ticket when I purchased it. And now he is suing her and Live Nation for moving the date of her concert. He has, he announced it in his, uh, in his lawsuit. She has a long history of arriving and starting her concerts late to accommodate her tardiness. They moved the Miami beach show to reschedule at 1030. Now he didn't want that. And he said, I'm going to resell my tickets because they wouldn't accept a refund from Ticketmaster. Really? They would not give him a refund. That doesn't make sense. Well, they don't. Even when they move the time on Ticketmaster in general has a no refund policy. That's crazy. But they will allow you to to resell your tickets through their app that they take a cut from when you resell it. But here's the thing, and this guy said it. I went to to, to get some of my money back. I tried to resell my concert tickets through the Ticketmaster app. But due to the change at the start times, the tickets purchased had suffered an extreme loss in value because a lot of people didn't want to go to a 10.30 show. They wanted to go to an 8.30 show. So he's putting together a class action lawsuit against Madonna and Ticketmaster and Live Nation, who's promoting the event, to pay (laughs) everyone back the money they spent. I think he said he he bought uh, two tickets. It was over $1,000. Oh, that's stupid to begin with. Well, yes. I mean, 
shame on him. Florida man. For, for buying tickets to a Madonna <laughs> show 30 years after she was relevant. But still, <laughs> unacceptable what she does. And uh, yeah, fans in Vegas after this most recent one were livid, as you can imagine. But that's her. They, this is such an easily rectifiable situation. You just go to the show on time as her. Like, she just goes and performs when she's supposed to. Eddie, she has another message. Here's what she told her fans when she finally got on stage in Las Vegas. Here's something that you all need to understand. And that is that a queen is never late. Here's something you all need to understand, that a queen is never late, she oh said. God. Who cheered for that? Somebody cheered the, in that. The eight people who were left. Oh, God. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. What a C word. Absolute C Fuck word. her wow. saggy ass implanted fucking grill wearing, embarrassing 61 year old aunt at the party <laughs> who's embarrassing herself on the dance floor at your wedding because she's too drunk ass. Fuck her. Oh, man. You know what? Fuck you! Doubling down, <gasps> doubling down on Brian Griffin there. Oh, she's just clinging no as hard respect, as she can. No respect for the audience whatsoever. Wow. The balls. But is, is that her way of like trying to remain relevant and important by showing complete and utter contempt for her audience at this point? By going like, I'm the queen, oh, love me. I hope they just disappear on her. Well, more than they already have. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day. November 11th, actor Leonardo, I want to say DiCaprio? 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 DiCaprio, that's probably it. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the kid, but apparently he's got a big business in this future. Big business 40. in the future. What did you say? Did I say business you in this future? He's a big business in this future. He does. He's got a lot of business to take care of in the future. <laughs> Don't correct me. One thing you must learn, the king is never wrong. In the words of Madonna, almost slightly changed. He's 40. Gas leak show, I told you. He's 45 years old today. I got to say, we're a kid, but I think DiCaprio is the greatest film actor of this generation. Yes, I do. I believe that. Bar none. If you look at uh, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and compare that with The, the Revenant, and you compare that with Gilbert Grape, if you look at how varied his performances yeah. have been over the story of his career, and he's still like a sexy mainstream star, Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, he's done so many different kinds of things and all of them brilliantly well. And what he's chosen to do, like after Titanic, he could have gone any which way he wanted to, but he took like a year and a half to do his next film. Yeah. Like he really picks what he he's does. always good. All right, speaking of being always good, synthesizer player, Ian Craig Marsh. Who doesn't love a synthesizer player? He was with Heaven 17, but more importantly, Human League. He is 63 years old today. One of the great synth solos ever. Keep feeling fascination. Human League. I was wondering on, what man. I couldn't think of the lyrics for the song. Yeah, it's awesome. But that's me. Um, that's our next game. Fill in the lyrics. <laughs> Please don't. Wouldn't it be great to take a pop like a smash hit song that everyone knows? I'll play you a part of it up to a certain point, and then you have to fill that in the rest of the lyrics. Will end so horribly. That'd be so fun. 
Uh, Stanley Tucci's 59 years old today. Singer keyboardist from one of the great bands out of the 60s, the band that inspired the TV series The Partridge Family, The Calsills. Paul Calsill is 68 years old today. Dumb and Dumber, right? Dumb and Dumber. That's right. He rips the guy's heart out of his chest, right? Puts yeah. him in a doggy bag. <laughs> it's also when he shows up at the door. Yes. And she's got all the doves flying up behind her, and he, he hugs her, and then he lifts <laughs> up the back of her dress and look at her ass. <laughs> That's so funny, that movie. Uh, actress Demi Moore is 57 years old today. Singer-songwriter Marshall Crenshaw celebrates his 66th birthday. Quite hot for a minute yeah, back in the day and then kind of disappeared. Actress Callista Flockhart, of course, Ally McBeal, brothers and sisters, and Mrs. Harrison Ford. She's fit. Why are you laughing? It's a weird couple. It is a weird couple. Uh, Harrison, do you have any birthday wishes for your wife? Um, yeah, I'm going to leather cock ring. Wow, something like quite the party plan. Calista uh, Flockhart is 55 years old today. And singer-guitarist Andy Partridge of XTC is 66. Great band, XTC yeah, was uh, sixty-six. Uh, actor Philip McKeon of uh, Alice fame is fifty-five from the acting McKeon families. His do- his sister played Joe on Facts of Life. Hot, Nancy McKeon, so the lesbian no, motorcycle the hottest mechanic. of the group. Listen, I had in this very room. Blair Warner was in this room with me when we did that TV show, <sighs> Collector's Call, and I'm telling you. <laughs> Blair Warner still has it. Blair wasn't hot. Oh, I'm just saying man. Joe was the one who did it for me. Yeah, because of the whole man thing. No. Because mm. Manish. Not Manish. Because she had a missile. No. And you were if willing she, to take that. If she had said missile, I yeah. wouldn't have denied you said missile. You would take it. Any part of that that motorcycle she was always working on, you'd take right up the hiney. Handlebar. And lastly, keyboardist Jim Pederick. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm okay. I just did the microphone. Sorry. Uh, Jim Pederick. He was, of course, in Survivor which I could have played any number of hit songs from Survivor that I love. But more importantly, he got his start in a little band called the Ides of March. He is 69 years old today. The Ides of March only had one hit, but what a hit it was. 
vehicle, baby. Inside my car I got pictures, got candy I'm a lovable man And I can take you to the nearest star I'm your vehicle, baby song was the birth of One Hit Wonder Wednesday. Was it? Yes. I played that song on the Ides of March. Oh, you know what date the Ides of March are? March 13th? March 13th. And my, Is it March 13th? I don't know now. It's March 5th. Is it March 5th? I think it's or is March, it March 15th? Fuck. We were so close. I should have just said goodbye. Yeah, why'd you ask me? Uh, please hold. Please remain on the line. A representative will assist you shortly. And we're back. It's the 15th. <laughs> I had a five and I had a 10th in there. Oh you just got to take out the three and put the five. Uh, so anyway, March 15th, the Ides of March, I played that song. And a lot of people were like, I heard that song. What was it? I said, like, it was like a one-hit wonder for this band called uh, Vehicle. was a one-hit wonder for this band called the Ides of March. And so I said, you know what? That'd be fun. Every week, let's take a look at a new... This is pre-you. That was the genesis of One-Hit Wonder. Let's take a look at a new One-Hit Wonder each and every week. And look at all the joy it's given. So much. Great space work on the trumpet you were playing. Thank you. Yes, I was playing a little air trumpet while that song was rocking. Amazing. God damn it. That was good. (laughs) That's all for the Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. I promised you a gas leak show, and I like to think that we came through on that promise. Thank you so much for joining us today. Come on back tomorrow where there will likely be yet another gas leak. But also, more importantly, it's Tuesday, which means we take a look at one of your favorite TV theme songs of all time on TV Tunes Tuesday. All that, the entertainment news, and so much more. Maybe Steve Ashen will stop by if I can sober him up long enough. Oh, is he on a bender? Let's wait and see what happens. Oh, wait a minute. I think he's in the... Think Chicago? He's in Chicago. Still Chicago? I think he just he just landed today. Oh, yeah, his meet and greet's coming yeah, up. Yeah, his meet and greet's coming up on Wednesday. So we'll talk about that in a whole lot, a whole lot more. Thank you so much, boys and girls, for joining us today. I'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>